Welcome to I'm Obsessed With This, the Netflix podcast about the shows and films everyone seems to be talking about and why. As usual, we will be having spoiler-filled discussions of all titles, so check the show notes for timestamps in case you want to avoid them. I'm your host, Bobby Finger, and I'm joined today by Kelly Conaboy, writer-at-large at The Cut, and Katie Haney, senior writer at The Cut and author of several books, including Would You Rather and the forthcoming Girl Crushed. Hi, you two. Hi. Welcome to the studio. <laughs> You have your drinks. Uh, you have your both. You both have identical coffees, yeah. which was very easy on me <laughs> yeah. and nice, hot. I thought interesting because I got cold. I'm not um, a big iced coffee person. No, me neither. Really. Were you fine with the with the milk offerings? Yeah, oh, they had perfect. They had cream, whole, and skim, and then the you know they always put the almond and the oat behind the counter, and you have yeah. to ask. So I assume that was half and half. Yeah, but does it taste like half and half? Yeah, could be. Yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that I would know the difference. Okay. This is my second um, iced coffee of the day, which is totally cool. Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about Santa Clarita Diet, number one. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Dead to Me, the new show with Christine Applegate and Linda Cardellini. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. But before we get into that, I just want to get started with how we usually start the show, which is what are you obsessed with? Kelly, you were okay. inhaling. I took, I took a breath. <laughs> I am genuinely obsessed with, um, to maybe a, a not good degree, Gilmore Girls. I'm in a constant state okay. of, of rewatching Gilmore Girls okay. on Netflix. It's not good. <laughs> it's, um, I have it on constantly. I'm currently in the sixth season, which is not good. A not good season. Um, She's in college at that point, right? Yeah. She, are well, the college years the bad years? The college years are the it. bad years, but especially this one because she like dropped out of Yale which is so dumb and then she once she gets back into Yale Luke's kid arrives and it's like oh now this fucking kid is there that we have to deal with but anyway you have to power through because then you can start again on season one which I will be doing so it's all about the cycle you want to start over and get the full story yeah and then it's more satisfying once you watch the bad stuff yeah do you like six total there are seven okay the seven is the newer one right um no that's that's (laughs) that's a year in the life Do you count Year in the Life? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, A Year in the Life is, is good. I kind of, you know, and it's nice to have something else to rewatch <laughs> over and over again. Um, but yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll add that in after I'm done with this uh, cycle. Are you planning on just skipping Year in the Life? Well, I, I watch that. I rewatch that separately whenever I'm sick of like... <laughs> Let's maybe we shouldn't get into it. It's deeply embarrassing. No, I feel like these we all have these very interesting habits of the way we rewatch shows yeah. sometimes. Like some shows I'll just like pick around, like Sex in the City, like if mm-hmm. I'm just home and there's something to watch, I'll pick like one episode that I like. But if it's like other sh- like enlightened, I have to go through mm-hmm. the whole thing. If it's na- like I can turn on a na- an old nailed it and be fine or this yeah. I think you should leave, which is a new edition. I could just throw on one of those. But some shows you want to watch from the beginning in order because yeah. it's like reading a novel. I know. About Rory and Lorelai. <laughs> yeah. Although that's really funny the way that you said I it's bad, but I love it. Because that's exactly like everyone I feel like who loves the Gilmore Girls says it's bad, but I love it. My sister mm-hmm. is obsessed with Gilmore Girls and probably has probably watched it all the way through, you know, 10 times. And every time I say, I should watch it, she always goes, no, no. you shouldn't. <laughs> no, no. It's, not, it's yeah. just really good, but you shouldn't. <laughs> it's really comforting for me. It's not for you. Do not. Do not turn <laughs> it on. They talk too fast. That's for me. I like tried it once and I was like, I can't watch a whole thing of this. Like, I can't believe how fast they talk. They're too clever. They have to get it all out. <laughs> what have you been watching, Katie? Um, so I am doing, I guess, 
I want to say second and a half rewatch of The L Word. <laughs> um, it's not great because all the music is different on Netflix from oh, yeah, the licensing stuff. The Showtime. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of moments where I expect a certain like really emotional song to kick in and it's just like the wrong thing. And it wouldn't necessarily be bad if that had been what I heard first, but it's just really disorienting to mm-hmm. hear a different song cue come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a L word recap podcast that just started. And so I'm like watching it along with them. Um, and ostensibly to prepare for when it comes back later this year is when it comes back is it is it a remake or is it a reboot like is it the continuation of the story it's It's like a new season i think it's a continuation yeah because um bet shane and uh alice are all in it Mm -hmm. and they're all like 50 or close now um so i think they will be there i don't know to what degree and then there will be some younger new cast members i assume okay that sounds fun. Yeah. I rewatched A Little Chaos, which I love. Have you seen A Little Chaos? No. No. It's like on paper, it sounds like really, really terrible. Kate Winslet stars as a gardener for Louis the Fourteenth. Oh, when I he's saw this come up. Versailles. Yeah, I saw this come up. And it's like, it's historical fiction. Like this woman that did not exist yeah. and she did not construct a garden for Louis the Fourteenth. It was mm-hmm. played by Alan Rickman, who also directed it. And then she falls in love with this guy who's in the court. And it's like kind of feminist. It's like a woman <laughs> designing a garden. <laughs> like, no, but she's very good. It's extremely touching. I think I saw that. And I was like, the fact that I've never heard of this can't mean anything good. But yeah. now I feel like I will have no, to watch it. It's really good. Also, I'm going to get this wrong. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile is out. I Are we going to watch that? Yes. It's, I'm, it's so hard to remember to say that title correctly, but um, I am very excited to watch it. Extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile and it is yeah ted bundy biopic do you call it a biopic if it's about a serial killer a ted bundy movie but i i thought it was going to be more like campy is that not true (laughs) i know i think it's serious because i think when it when it was announced that zach efron was playing ted bundy people didn't know what to make of it and then it premiered somewhere i think it's on dance and people were like oh Oh, zach efron's perfect casting for ted bundy because that's what ted bundy was like Mm -hmm. and i think it's a straight drama Mm -hmm. or like fully a thriller lily collins is in it which is funny mm-hmm. phil collins's daughter there was a headline that i want to read i mean it's been everywhere here i'm just reading one at random from vanity fair lily collins says ghosts of ted bundy's victims visited her while making extremely wicked oh, dear. so it's very it was a very emotional experience for everyone so yeah. she had a ghost experience she said, I started being woken up by flashes of images like the aftermath of a struggle, she, she said. Oh she plays the wife, right, who he doesn't kill? She plays Liz Kendall, the longtime girlfriend of Ted Our Bundy, yeah. formerly known as Elizabeth Klopfer. I discovered that 3 a.m. is the time when the veil between the realms is thinnest mm. and when one can be visited. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel scared. I felt supported. I felt like people were saying... We're here listening. We're here to support. Thank you for telling the story. What like oh, a <laughs> great convenient. That's yeah. really convenient. <laughs> no kidding. That's really convenient. I'm sure that's exactly like the priority of the victims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on Netflix. Lily Collins, we must reach her. <laughs> <laughs> the victims are like, oh, and it's gonna be on Netflix. Like everyone's gonna watch it. <laughs> the ghosts are so happy. Katie, also you love Santa Clarita Diet, and I want to talk about that. Number one, because you love it. Yeah. And you're maybe the only person I know who, like, fully stands Santa Clarita Diet. <laughs> it was just canceled, which I'm sure I was really know. sad to you. Yeah, it was. Um, pitch Santa Clarita Diet to people who haven't watched it. Okay, so it's a show about zombies that is 
somehow really fresh, I think, for like a well-trodden topic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, it's gross, and it's also really sweet. You know, the stars are a family who like all really love each other and care for each other, and I think that that's always nice. Drew Barrymore is great in it. Timothy Oliphant is just, to me, the most handsome man in the entire world. <laughs> and I only think like four men are handsome, so that's a big deal. Yeah, I don't know. It's just funny. It's easy. I don't ever fully understand what's going on, but it doesn't matter. And I have that problem with like most shows. So that could just be a me thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was sort of like the conflict is that that Drew Barrymore becomes a zombie, has to kill people to eat their flesh to stay alive and then how do they keep that secret from their community basically and they're real estate agents which i love yes in the second season she decides that like the best target for like her source of food is neo-nazis yeah right so that's great yeah that's good and they yeah they find a way to make it palatable somehow that Mm -hmm. she has to keep killing people which i think is yeah which is like um tricky to do and I think that it was a very feminist show like Mm -hmm. the way that Joel supported his wife and her need to kill people and like (laughs) I don't know I just think that it was politically savvy in an interesting way without feeling like super heavy handed about it Mm -hmm. it's fun how deranged the show is I do appreciate that and they're really funny I was talking about it with a friend recently and he was like I don't remember who it was but he was like yeah I love that Timothy always seems like he's about to crack every line delivery. Yes. And that's, I feel like in a lot of shows that would be really annoying. Mm-hmm. But in this show, primarily because he's paired with Drew Barrymore, I think, who's like one of the most charming people on the planet. It's cute. Yeah. Like that they always seem to be having so much fun, which is sort of a cliche thing to say about a comedy, but they really do like they're yeah. having the time of their lives on this really stupid show Mm -hmm. yeah i think that they're both infectious and i am going to miss it a lot (laughs) let's move on to another show that's totally similar in the same wheelhouse suburban about real estate people but no zombies it's called dead to me starring christina applegate and linda cardellini i mean this has spoilers so we're gonna just like lay it out on the table it's about two women who meet at a grief counseling group And Christina Applegate is upset because her husband was killed in a hit and run. So she doesn't know where the driver of the car was. Linda Cardellini is there because she says her husband is dead. They become friends. Then at the end of the first episode, you find out that not only is Linda Cardellini's husband not actually dead, you find out that she's the one who was driving the car that killed Christina Applegate's husband. So they have this friendship and the central conflict is like, can they stay friends if Linda Cardellini killed Christina Applegate's (laughs) husband? And will she ever reveal it? Oh, she moves in with her too. Yeah. So I didn't know what to make of this show. Like, I didn't know about it until suddenly they were like, here's, watch that to me. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, this show is, it's 30 minutes long. It's kind of tonally all over the place. But by the end, I was really satisfied by all of it. They're both so great in it. And I think because they're both so great in it, it sort of undoes any other problem I have with it. Katie, you watched both Dead to Me and Santa Clarita Diet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just describe Describe the two of them. Like, yeah. how do you think they compare? Do you think they're complementary? I think so. I mean, I think Dead to Me is a lot darker. Um, somehow, even though there's far fewer murders happening, <laughs> they feel much more um, severe and heavy and, like, there's actually consequences. Whereas in um, Santa Clarita, it's sort of just like, uh, we'll keep getting away with this because it's mm-hmm. we're killing neo-Nazis. Um, and in this one, you're sort of like there's you're struck with a new complication every episode, sort of like a new layer that Judy Linda Cardellini's character is going to have to get herself out of somehow. And so I think it's 
more frustrating but also compelling to watch in that way because you're sort of just like why won't you make a better decision (laughs) (laughs) um and in the case of Santa Clarita it's like I mean it's like who cares in our choice yeah (laughs) yeah. I can't really articulate why it was so frustrating to me at the beginning when I was like every episode ends with a cliffhanger I Mm -hmm. was like especially on Netflix who cares because I can just watch the next one you know like I can just watch the next one and then it'll be done but by the end of it, I really liked that. And I was like, how are they going to keep right. this up? I just felt, I think it was frustrating, especially in the first few, because I just felt so bad for Jen, mm-hmm. um, Christina Applegate. And I was sort of just like, why would they keep, like when it's revealed that he was cheating on her, you're just sort of like, of course, like yeah. now she has to find that out too. And I get why, because then they there's be hope for their friendship. Yeah. But um, it just sort of felt like beating her over the mm-hmm. head. It Have you seen Happy Valley? No. My um, brother tells me to watch Happy Valley like every day. It's incredible. Um, also, a very hot murderer in it. Um, <laughs> but it's to me, it had that same sort of frustration where as Happy Valley goes on, you watch this guy dig himself deeper and deeper and deeper into a hole. And it's just like almost impossible mm-hmm. to tolerate. And I, it's, there's some of that there, I think, with Linda Cardellini's character. Happy Valley is now streaming on Netflix. I just wanted <laughs> to confirm I thought that so. it's there. Okay. It has two seasons. That's the one. The first one is right. way better than the second one, but they're both very good. And the okay. protagonist is incredible. Okay. She's like a 50-ish lady cop and very cool. Um, it wasn't your homework, mm-hmm. Kelly, but you watched it anyway because you're a good student. Um, <laughs> I watched. What did I, you think? I have to be honest. I only watched the first episode. But I really liked the first episode. I thought the mix of humor and drama was a little strange like it it was never funny enough I felt mm-hmm. like but there were some like genuinely like touching moments like when she was having dinner with her sons it was like oh my god and the the little boy talked about how he didn't want the other kid's dad to die because he likes the the dad oh yeah <laughs> Henry the little kid who plays Henry is so good oh, yeah. like god, especially so later on mm-hmm. and like when he she was putting him to bed and, she, and he's like I just don't want you to be alone and then she goes and like cries on the toilet or whatever it's, it's like, really sweet oh yeah. and like that that's I that comes in later maybe in the second half of the show where uh, Christina Applegate's character I mean it's it's when everything sort of starts to fall apart like in terms of their their friendship but the stuff between Christina Applegate and the children is really nice there's a the, the episode that I really loved was the one with the balloons mm-hmm. they did this like memorial thing that she didn't even want to do but it was just to, because it was some vindictive weird thing with the mother-in-law they decided to do this thing where they put messages in balloons to their dead father and then send them up into the sky and it's really corny and Christina Applegate knows that it's corny yeah. I'm, I'm planning an event for Ted's birthday at my house with the boys what kind of event a memorial? So we're gonna like we're gonna write little messages on a piece of paper and then put them into balloons and you know float them up to the heavens. That's what we're doing. I'll be there. Don't go out of your way. See you then. Fuck. And then Linda Carlini is there and she writes in the thing, um, I'm sorry, oh, it was fault. my fault mm-hmm. or something. And she, they all set them free, and it's corny, but it's also very sweet. And at the end of the episode, Christina Applegate is sitting on her in her back porch, and a balloon like falls down, 
and it pops, you're like, oh God, it's going to be Linda Cardellini's yeah. message. But it's a message from one of the kids. And it's like, I wish you were here, still here to play this video game they used to play together. And she like starts breaking down and then she goes inside. But it's actually, stru- yeah. that's I think when the show turned for me and I was yeah. like, this is a well-structured show. Like yeah. I'm into this. And it's like, there's a lot of like humanity here. And she goes inside to play the game with the kid that the dad used to play. Aww. And it's like one of those like, you know, shooter like games. Yeah, yeah, shooter games, like League of Legends, like that sort of stuff. And while when she logs on, she finds out that he was cheating on her with someone in the game. And so it's someone being like, I miss you. Like, yeah, like I want to fuck or something like that. Like I miss I think she's like, I miss your dick or something. And she's like, "Ah." and so it's like a lot. But a lot of those tonal shifts happen. Um, And then they confront her at the restaurant, which was also a really good scene. I thought I love Liz Feldman, the creator. And I think that she's so good at like these little moments of humor that you might miss on the first watch but then watching it again like you'll pick up on something new like when I think James Marsden is really good in it as well and Mm -hmm. when he like there's a morning scene after he slept with um, Linda Cardellini even though they've broke up broken up and he's like I gotta get on the trampoline and he like goes on this trampoline on the deck (laughs) and is like doing a weird little exercise as he's talking and he's like punching I don't know it's it was so funny Um, and there's a lot of little touches like that that I think make it really good yeah and the uh do you want to know how it ends or are you gonna finish it um you can tell me I'll, I'll still finish it but I can if know. you had to guess I would I want to ask this to you too because I think by it was like episode eight maybe the end of episode eight I realized how it had to end I was like okay it has to end in this very specific way and can you guess like what a final cliffhanger would be um, Knowing that James Marsden is Linda Cardellini's fiance, Christina Applegate sleeps with him. Christina Applegate kills him. Oh, that was going to be my guess. <laughs> so then it ends with her because it, it was. I mean, in, in self defense, because there mm-hmm. it ends up, this whole money laundering thing ends up being a thing, and there's this gun that keeps showing up, and you're like, the gun is going to be like this gun is going to be used to kill someone at the end of the show. Yeah. Like it's very obvious that this gun okay. is being set up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the gun will go missing, and then like who has the gun, and then. Finally, Christine Applegate is confronted by James Marsden because of this like stupid check and she kills him and he falls into the pool and is dead. And then Linda Cardellini tries to kill herself at one point Mm -hmm. um, because she's so so, like wrecked with guilt. And when she fails at that, she tries to kill herself at the same place that the husband dies. She tries to get hit by a car. She walks into traffic. And when that doesn't work, she shows up and then the husband's dead in the pool and she's like, well, and then it's over. That's why I think it has, not that I know anything. I feel like it has to get a second season. Yeah. I feel like you don't put that amount of talent into a single show and then end with a humongous cliffhanger that Mm -hmm. doesn't really wrap anything up. Unless you're pretty sure you're going to get a second season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would hope so. And I'm excited. I was very, I was very like questionable about the show at first. And now I'm like, I'm fully on board with Dead to Me. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's like a really good, just a nice little line. There was a line that I think about a lot where they're, the neighbor who brings her the casserole at the beginning uh-huh. of the season, like, never shows up again. But when Christina Applegate thinks that she and Linda Cardellini are no longer friends, she's like, I need a new friend. So she goes over and she's like, do you want to come over? And the friend is like... You mean socialize? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. So I'll see you there. Cool. By the pool. Yeah. Okay. Your, your pool. What? Your, your house. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to bring anything? No, no. Okay. I could whip something up. I don't work. No, please don't. Just don't do that. Okay. Thanks. See you later. See you later. Bye. Mm-hmm. But that is it for Dead to Me. Unless anyone has any final thoughts? Any yeah. final thoughts? Or is I think this... they have really good outfits. Yeah, really they're, good outfits. they're both so beautiful. Yeah. I love watching them. And I like that they 
look their age, which is yeah. maybe a mm-hmm. dumb thing to say, but I still feel like that's relatively rare. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I watched Linda Cardellini and Freaks and Geeks so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's cool to see how she's like grown up in yeah, and same several with Chris- ways. And same with Christine Applegate, who yeah. was on Married with Children like 30 yeah. years ago. Right. And now she's like, um, now she's the mom. Right. Widowed with children. Do you like the third, the runtime? I'm into the runtime. Yeah. I'm yes. sick of long shows. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. If it were an hour, it, I don't even know that I would have made it through the first I episode. I, I don't think I would have either, <laughs> yeah, honestly. I want everything to be 30 minutes. Same. And 10 episodes. It's great. Mm-hmm. I watched it in an afternoon. Yeah. I was going to separate it into two days. And after halfway, I was like, I'm just going to, I have to see how this ends. Yeah. Yeah. And you can because it's only half an hour. Yes. Wow. Gushing about runtime's great. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, I've been trying to tell you this for a long time, but you have no good car <laughs> ideas. You have no good car ideas. You have ideas. no good car ideas. You have no good car ideas. We're talking about I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. I should have made you watch that sketch. Is this the one? I've seen screenshots where the guy's dabbing. Yes. Okay. Yes, what if I try one. something? I, I might cut this out, but we're going to watch it right now. Okay. I might cut that. That's insane to keep that on. But what did you think, Katie? It was First thought. funnier than the what I had seen of the show <laughs> before, which was... Not very much. Um, mm-hmm. I started the pilot. I was watching it with my wife um, and just got maybe 45 seconds in. And mm-hmm. the, the there was the first sketch with where he's like, the door. the door. Yeah. yeah. And then the second one, I don't remember what it was, but it was just screaming. Yeah. It was the car, the um, insurance commercial. Which one is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it commercial. is just screaming. And I, I just, it was just, I, we just sort of like looked at each other and was like, let's try something else you know like oh, wow. it just I wasn't I wasn't sure it was for me but that was funnier so I feel like maybe it's a question of just like hand picking sketches I hate and I hate to be one of those people but it's like you gotta watch it all yeah. you gotta watch all of it it's so short it'll take an hour and a half to watch all of it or less so all 15 minutes Kelly you are one of the first people that I saw kind of tweeting your um love for mm-hmm. the show and I had no idea I truly had no idea what it is like dead to me I knew we were going to talk about on this episode and I was like I know this is coming up this seems like something I didn't know about I think you should leave until it was already out and then everyone was drawn to it mm-hmm. what 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 do you think of it explain the show describe the show to someone who has no idea um okay so it's a sketch show mm-hmm. but from Tim Robinson who was a writer on SNL, or he was briefly in the cast, and then he was a writer, and then he did the show Detroiters with Sam Richardson, Mm -hmm. which was also so funny and weirdly sweet. It got canceled after two seasons. Oh, it's canceled. Okay. Very sadly, Mm. yeah. So, now he's doing this sketch comedy show, 15 minutes, very bizarre, just... uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's just every sketch starts off sort of in a normal way and then it the humor just escalates into uh, situations that you would not expect and I think that's what's so kind of addictive about it because the escalation is so bizarre and yes. it's also so unpredictable that like and I think that's a good representation of how most of the sketches work where it's like you think they're going to go in some way and then they go a completely different way or you don't even by the end, you don't even want to predict them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the sketch about the um, the birthday presents. 
Oh my god. Where it's a guy. That's I think my favorite that's one. That's your favorite one? Yeah. It's like the way that people turn on each other mm-hmm. is also really funny. So it's just like everyone usually these sketches start and everyone's like very friendly and then something happens like there's this animosity between someone and then like people pick sides. So many of the sketches end with like people picking sides mm-hmm. and then they always end in screaming because I guess that's Tim Robinson's thing. Is that his thing? Is <laughs> I, that what Detroiters yes. is like? Y- yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, there is a lot of screaming on Detroiters. That is sort of his go-to thing, I mm-hmm. feel like. The sketches always end in like an absurd way, but the thought process is still sort of clear. Like with the birthday present one, it's like it doesn't make no sense that he would be mad that mm-hmm. he would like obviously want to return the gift. Mm-hmm. So then it just sort of uh, what happens. Is- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He's like explain the birth, the, bir- the the birthday gift thing. So they're they're giving their friend birthday gifts. He obviously likes one, and then when he gets to Tim Robinson's, Tim Robinson like says you know there's a gift a gift receipt in there if it's not to your taste you can return it Mm -hmm. sort of like just saying it perfunctory yes but then he's like okay and then uh tim robinson uh (laughs) says you're not gonna return it right like you like the gift say you like the gift and and then he's like if you like the gift should he say like throw away the receipt or like can i can it yeah then throw it away or something yeah Yeah. um which escalates to tim robinson eating the receipt (laughs) and then he gets sick, uh, <laughs> which he blames on his friend not cleaning his hands after he had a mud pie in the bath. <laughs> you must have used too small of a slice of toilet paper when you wiped and you got mud pie on your hands. And then you touched the receipt and then I ate the receipt and now I'm sick off of your mud pie. What the hell are you talking about? You're probably sick because you ate paper, you freaking psycho. No, I eat paper all the time. What I don't like to make a habit of doing is eating mud pie. Why do you even eat paper? That doesn't even make sense. Okay, you guys, calm down. Which leads to another friend eating another receipt that the, the friend who had the mud pie could not touch to see if it's receipts that make you sick or the shit on the first receipt that made him sick. And so that happens. It was the shit on the first receipt. All of the friends turn on the original friend. They leave. And then Tim Robinson dies. Of, like, shit poisoning. Of shit poisoning. <laughs> and they have to take him to the hospital, but he's already dead. Doesn't it with someone just, like, screaming yes. at a dead body? Yeah, they were all going to go to his house to have a party there. In- <laughs> but then he, he died in the car. What are your other favorite sketches? So you got birthday is your favorite. Yeah. You got, oh, okay, you have a notepad. Wrote, oh, my I, God. I wrote them down. You got them ranked. Yes. I think my favorite is the car focus group. Car focus far, group yeah. is definitely one of my favorites. I love the Chunky, the game show. Oh, um, yeah. Don't break his freaking laptop. You got to pay for that. I don't. I was just trying well, to. Don't talk. You can't talk. Chunky, the mouth on the. Don't come over by me. Stay over there. Figure out what you do. You had all summer to think of it. I love the Walk the Line parody. It was also the night that the skeletons came to life. They came from under the ground and from all over the... Bales grabbed the preacher's daughter. He aimed to shoot her at my crown. He cocked that crooked hammer back and he brought that hammer down. Exactly. The bones are the skeleton's money. In our world, bones equal dollars. That's why they're coming out tonight to get their bones from you. And I love hot dog, the hot dog car crash. Mm -hmm. Someone call the police. Yeah, that's one idea. 
Or we could work as a team, find out whoever did this and punish him ourselves. Maybe take his bare butt out of his costume and spank him. Maybe you could do it, sir. Not gonna happen. Okay, you. No. Well, one of us is gonna have to do it. No one's getting spanked. Um, Jim Davis house. With Kate Berlant. Do you know Kate Berlant? Mm-hmm. Jake, why don't you cook something? Something simple like a hot dip or something. A hot dip? A hot dip or something. Baby of the year. Baby. <laughs> What's the name of the baby that everyone hates? Oh my god. I should have written it down. I don't remember. Harley something? Yeah, it was like some like motorcycle-y like, bad boy name. Bart Harley Jarvis! It's one of those things where if you've seen the show, all you want to do is talk about it with other people who've seen the show and just, you know, reminisce over your favorite things. And if you haven't seen the show, then you just just sit in front of a microphone and just (laughs) nod politely and say, yeah, I love to have jokes. But I'm saying to the listeners, if you want to be cool like me and Kelly, you have to watch the you have to watch the comedy show. I think you should leave. And if you want to be out of the loop like Katie, don't watch it. You um, have to have to marry your mother-in-law. So There's something about the show that reminds me of... I mean, it's very Tim and Eric-y. Yeah. I know it's very specific humor that, like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to pressure you. And it's like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's whatever. That's totally <laughs> fine. But I found myself really surprised that I liked it. Because I was too. like... I was like, when am I, like, 21-year-old dude who, mm-hmm. like, doesn't think women are funny? Like, I was like, <laughs> right. is, this, is this what I'm watching? But it really was hilarious. And, like, he... It's cast so well. They're mm-hmm. just like people that you've never seen before. It's not the same, but it's like, you know, like Judd Apatow movies, how it's like, it's just like the same, like five people over yeah. and over again. Like all the same people are in comedy. And in this, it's like new people. Mm-hmm. And it's, and he's using them over and over again. And it's just like, it's fun to see new, yes. funny people. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we're using the same funny people over and over and over <laughs> again. And like, if it's SNL people, if it's, I don't know, just like that Apatow crew, um, it was... I felt right. like I was being introduced to a whole new I know, like, whole world new of world, yeah. funny and they're older it skews older which I like yeah. as well as someone who's getting older <laughs> like, I was like oh yeah. these people are old in their 30s and 40s and this yeah. guy Ruben Rabasa who was the actor who played the car. the car focus group guy I clicked on his IMDB he's been in like Eight million things. Wait, yeah, I was gonna ask where they found him because he was, like he carried that a lot. You yeah, know? and like, he's he's been in so many things, and so he must just they must they must have seen him somewhere because he's been in he's been acting uh, in comedic stuff like he was in Police Academy Five in 1988. Five. But he's been in, he's been in comedy movies, um, both Spanish and English language comedy movies since 1978. Wow. Um, and so he's just this guy who they must have known. Um, like, I don't see how they could have written that for anyone else. No. You know? Like, that was written for him. And that whole and that whole <laughs> cast, like, per, the way that there's actual acting involved in it in mm-hmm. a way that was surprising to me because of the ways that they all have to, everyone has to turn throughout yeah. the course of a sketch. Where it's like the woman who's sitting next to Paul, watching her slowly turn on Paul is, yes. like, one of my favorite it's parts so of the show. Good. And, like, the quiet laughter and then full on, like, <laughs> screaming Tim Robinson we hate you Paul yeah Um, that's I really like that about it too like it's very sweet in the way that I feel like when people do sort of turn on someone they always turn on like the normal person Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like no we're on this like weirdo side like Mm -hmm. he's making good points but it's like so weirdly sweet in like a not normal saccharine like parks and rec way it's just like weird sweet 
and he's just so he's so funny and I hadn't even heard of him now no. I have to watch Detroiters oh my god you was have that Comedy to watch. Central yeah did you know about it before were you really looking forward to it I knew about it because uh, Jesse David Fox from Vulture kept telling me that I had to watch it because he knew I loved Detroiters which he also told me to watch for like a year <laughs> before I actually watched it but he was like I'm not sure if you're gonna like it because there's a lot of like toilet humor mm-hmm. which I don't like mm-hmm. and then it is so funny. Even the toilet humor is the toilet like, humor is hilarious. It's so like I love the one where he's like, I, I wrote down the quote. Oh, <laughs> when when they put a whoopee cushion on his chair, <laughs> and then he like freaks out because like his farts quote, are very stinky. Yeah, that <laughs> the quote I wrote down. Is that the joke that I farted and no one barfed? Because that's pretty funny, actually. Everyone has to watch so that you can participate. Yeah. Kelly and I are near tears. (laughs) Katie's out of the loop. I'm really sorry. I just feel sorry for my show. I'm like, no, it's too late to say watch my show because it's gone. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to finish season three. Okay. I fully am. Because I do... I do like because it fills a Schitt's Creaky and Void also. Because I've watched all Schitt's Creek a million times. I was also ahead of the, you know, You were. (laughs) You were. This show... Is not a show you watch kind of passively like those no, shows. Though. Like this show, you really. How many episodes are there of this one? Six or seven. I think like six. Yeah, oh, and only fifteen minutes. Fifteen yeah. minutes, okay. six episodes. You can you can watch it real quick. It's oh, so good. Just give it a shot. Just give it a shot. Oh my it's, god, it's so good. It's really it's extremely good. It just makes me so happy. Like I can't believe it exists. I'm so happy that it exists. <laughs> it's extremely funny. How many times am I going to say this? It's, it's so extremely good. funny. Moving on, we got some calls. I'm going to play two of the calls um, from our listeners. Don't forget, you can call in to I'm Obsessed With This at 754-CALL-BOB and share your own current obsessions. Uh, so I'm going to play two of them right now. I'm sure you received a bunch of calls about this, but I am obsessed with the movie Someone Great with Gina Rodriguez, uh, DeWanda Wise, Brittany Snow, RuPaul. I mean, the cast is outstanding, and it is just so refreshing to see a female buddy movie where women are just you know, having a day and doing their thing. We get so many male movies like this, and it's so nice to have one about women. And it's so nice to have one about women where they're able to go out and, you know, drink and do drugs and do their thing and not have it result in some crazy, terrible thing happening to them, like because of the drinking and the drugs. And women are so often portrayed in movies and TV shows doing drugs in a, you know, very much a groupie, Coquetti, you know, their entire life is ruined type of way. And it's so refreshing to see women doing their thing and having like a messy day. But then at the end of the day, they're real humans who have their shit together and are, you know, big jobs and whatever. And the dialogue is incredible. I feel like it's exactly how women, uh, female friendships are in this day and age. And the soundtrack is incredible. I mean, the soundtrack is. I didn't know who Lizzo was before, and now I can't stop listening to her. So, thanks, bye. So, everyone has been talking about someone great. I watched it last week. It's one of those good rom comforts. Like, it's about the friendships, you know, more than the rom. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the rom. The rom come. The com comes first, and the real romance is between friends. Mm-hmm. But it stars Gina Rodriguez. Lakeith Stanfield and Britney Snow of all people Britney Snow Britney wow. Snow is so funny and she's not in enough stuff like well, she's really really good she's very good in this I think she's like she's she's the standout in this but also they're all good she and also, in like John Tucker Must Die one of my favorites she's never also seen excellent John Must it's Die. really good <laughs> there's like some outdated gender stuff for sure but if you are ready to accept that 
Um, it's really funny. We have one more recommendation. The movie Juanita is so sweet and wonderful, and nobody has seen it, and I don't know why nobody's talking about it. It's completely surprising. It's everything you ever wanted in a film, at least everything I've wanted in a film that I didn't know I wanted. Charming, unexpected, human, not white. (laughs) I really liked it. Um, Tell me what you think. Bye. Juanita has been on my list for a really long time, and this call convinced me to watch it. Um, And with that, I think we are finished. Thank you, Katie and Kelly, for coming. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Katie, I'm very sorry about Santa Clarita diet. And once again, call 754-CALL-BOB and share your own current obsessions, and we might discuss it on a future episode. Thanks for listening to I'm Obsessed With This. We'll see you in two weeks with another episode. 